Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today's poem is The Witnesses by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. The Witnesses is one of eight poems on slavery Longfellow published in a volume with that name in the year 1842. As is often true of Longfellow's shorter poems, The Witnesses divides into two parts. The first half presents the central image of the poem, skeletons in chains at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean, and concludes with the declaration by these skeletons, We are the Witnesses. Though without tongues to speak, the very existence of these shackled skeletons testifies not just to the cruelty and horror of slavery, but to its very actuality. The second half of the poem expands the vista of the poem to the wide world and to all slavery's evils that are visited upon those who are enslaved by the lust and pride of those who enslave them. This section concludes, like the first, with the declaration spoken now by all the dead, we are the witnesses, and thus so does the poem. Let's listen. The Witnesses by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow In ocean's wide domains, half buried in the sands, lie skeletons in chains with shackled feet and hands. Beyond the fall of dews, deeper than plummet lies, float ships with all their crews, no more to sink nor rise. There the black slave ship swims, freighted with human forms, whose fettered fleshless limbs are not the sport of storms. These are the bones of slaves, they gleam from the abyss, they cry from yawning waves, we are the witnesses. Within earth's wide domains are markets for men's lives, their necks are galled with chains, their wrists are cramped with jives. Dead bodies that the kite in desert makes its prey, murders that with a fright scare schoolboys from their play, all evil thoughts and deeds, anger and lust and pride, the foulest, rankest weeds that choke life's groaning tide. These are the woes of slaves. They glare from the abyss. They cry from unknown graves. We are the witnesses. The image of skeletons and chains at the bottom of the ocean may have come to Longfellow from testimony presented at the trial of the mutineers of the slave ship, the Amistad, which had taken place in Connecticut the year before the writing of the witnesses. The casting into the ocean of living human beings in chains to drown took place not on the Amistad, which was only transporting its occupants a short way from Havana to plantations in central Cuba, but aboard the Tacora, which had carried the mutineers across the Atlantic from Africa to Havana. The passage from Africa to the Americas was known as the Middle Passage, either because it was the middle leg of the triangular trade route from Europe to Africa to the Americas and back to Europe, 
or because it was the middle of the journey of those sold into slavery, first from their African homes to the African coast, and then from Africa to the Americas, and then from the American ports to their final destination as enslaved laborers. Though it was in the interest of the ship owners to maintain the health of their captives for their eventual sale, the financial gains from overcrowding each voyage, together with the vagaries of delaying storms and the inherent cruelty of the business, dictated otherwise. Historians now estimate that two million Africans died undergoing the Middle Passage from disease, malnutrition and starvation, brutal abuse, or suicide. So many bodies were thrown overboard that schools of sharks routinely followed the slave ships across the ocean. Those thrown overboard still alive and in chains were murdered so for a number of reasons from attempts to curb epidemics or to lighten ships' loads during storms, to the preservation of food and water when supplies fell low, to the disciplining of perceived misbehavior. Robert Hayden, whose poem Those Winter Sundays I shared in the last episode, published his poem Middle Passage, dealing with its horrors, in 1962, reigniting interest that has been carried on since and has only grown as Americans have come to understand their shared history. The witnesses must still be heard. Let's listen to Longfellow's The Witnesses again. The Witnesses by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow In ocean's wide domains, half buried in the sands, lie skeletons in chains with shackled feet and hands. Beyond the fall of dews, deeper than plummet lies, float ships with all their crews, no more to sink nor rise. There the black slave ship swims, freighted with human forms, whose fettered fleshless limbs are not the sport of storms. These are the bones of slaves, they gleam from the abyss, they cry from yawning waves, we are the witnesses. Within earth's wide domains are markets for men's lives. Their necks are galled with chains. Their wrists are cramped with jives. Dead bodies that the kite in deserts makes its prey. Murders that with a fright scare schoolboys from their play. All evil thoughts and deeds, anger and lust and pride, the foulest, rankest weeds, that choke life's groaning tide. These are the woes of slaves. They glare from the abyss. They cry from unknown graves. We are the witnesses. One of the striking features of the witnesses is Longfellow's imagination of the slave ships themselves with all their crews at the bottom of the ocean. We aren't asked to mourn for the slave ship's crews, but only those drowned who sank beneath the waves still in shackles. So why imagine the slave ships themselves at the bottom of the ocean, with their crews drowned as well? Longfellow's audience was primarily white, as was he, and thus akin to the slave ship's crews. He had much to say to them, 
and we today as Americans or as those of other lands thinking about America have much to think about our tragic past and its relationship to our fraught present and uncertain future. I hope you've been moved by hearing the witnesses and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems. If you think others might enjoy Fireside Poems, please let them know about it through your social media so that they might join you and me each week by the fireside.